podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting This is the 11th year of us doing top 10s. Welcome to the Movie Movie Podcast, everybody! I don't even know what episode it is because it doesn't matter because it's our top 10 of 2022 episode. That's right, it's the episode that everybody waits for every year. And by everybody, I mean Adam. Hi, Adam. Text us all afterwards, as you always do, immediately upon listening to our podcast. I am your host, Tiggs. And with me for this very special episode are Russ. Good night, Declan. There's a reason why I said Al- that. Alex. Uh, good night, Moon. And I think that's it. Great. All right, so we're all here. Um, yep. And uh, oh, Peter. Yeah, sorry, Peter. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, uh, that's fine. Um, I was busy uh, letting Adam know that he has to send me a text that says, "What about Weird Al?" <laughs> Already. Oh, I, that did not. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. That that was a funny movie. That was a good movie. I don't. Maybe it we'll talk about movie. it. Maybe we won't. Yeah. That was. It was. Uh, well done, UHF. Um, great movie. Um, if you've ever listened to this podcast before, and by this podcast, I mean our top 10 podcast, or really any top 10 podcast that's ever been produced by any podcaster in the entire world, you're going to know how these things work. We're going to do a Rad Robin style where we're going to do 1098 and so forth. I'm not going through all the numbers, uh, seven, six, five, four, three, two, and then one. Um, but you won't, but you will not mention them. <laughs> and I will not mention, I will not mention, no matter who wants me to, that we're going to do a worst of the year in between number two and number one. And no way. I would even ask to bring up when we do our, our honorable mentions. I will not bring up honorable mentions being after the number one to close off the podcast. I will not mention that whatsoever. So... <laughs> We were supposed to start this about an hour ago. I'm late. I'm very sorry. So let's just jump into it. God. And I'm going to toss... Tiggs, I'm not showing up for podcasts. <laughs> I know. It's so like me, to be fair. So one of these days, you guys are going to figure out how to record, and then you won't need me anymore. But until oh, then, no. everything is really held back by me. Wait, we record this? <laughs> Oddly <laughs> enough, all you have to do is hit the record button on Skype, but no one's figured that out yet. Um, oh, that's it? <laughs> that, that's it. That's that's literally it. People think I edit this thing. I don't. It's live to tape. People live to tape. I, I want everyone to really hear hear us like living and breathing in our own awkwardness. I love those silences that people just have to hear to believe mm-hmm. that like they've known each other for 18 years. Yes, we have. Um, so let's kick this off. Let's kick this off the only way that I know how. That's not true. It's one of three ways that I know how, but I'm going to give it to Alex. Oh, my goodness. I was not expecting yes. that. Reopening my notes app. Um, scrolling. Why did you close phone. it? I don't know. I was, you know, like normal. I was just writing an apology in my notes app. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think that's what it's mostly used for. I mean, that's fair. That's um, true. You know, I was trying to give uh, Zachary Levi some tips on how to be, how to have no one like you. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. You know, he's not Jewish. I really, I really I did not know that. Um, yeah, so I uh, just really want to date this uh, podcast to know that that was even a week ago. Um, okay, so my number 10 uh, is Prey. Uh, the best Predator movie uh since the first um it was 
just a a fun uh simple predator movie with a unique setting uh and uh, a kick-ass cast uh and number nine jackass forever um i this is a smile was just upon my face uh while watching this this is just um you know it, it seeing these friends together uh coming back making this just horribly hurting themselves um it transports me to a very special place um i legitimate i would have supported for your consideration any of them uh if i was in the academy and luckily um they won't let me back uh a so small, then small film with a big heart small right. absolutely yes <laughs> Um, I, and, I narrowly this this is on my honorable mention list, but yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, and, and for the record, like num these the, those two uh, those changed up until probably about like fifteen or so minutes ago. Um, <laughs> I really so, thought you were gonna say I thought you were gonna say for the record these are in no particular order, which I thought would be so funny. <laughs> Shit, that's a better bit. Uh, and number eight, decision to leave. Uh, we spoke about this last time. Um, I really enjoyed this um a yeah. a really great uh great mystery thriller type it just yeah um yeah uh yeah so that that's it for me and so i will turn this over uh reversal card to ticks oh oh my god it's to me great okay awesome thank you very much alex and here we go starting with number 10 now if you were here before uh or i mean that's that's after you all left but before before most of you came back and when it was just me and Pete, I only had nine on my list um, because I had, I had cut my number 10 and I was trying to figure out what number 10 would be. And then, and then I was rewatching some movies like none of these make sense. Uh, then I was just staring at my list and I said, you know what? Screw it. Number 10 is a movie that I, I when I, I th when I put it on, I was like, this is going to be dumb. I don't know why I'm watching this. And then got so sucked into and like I loved it just like top to bottom and it's Moonfall. Because like, I've watched this movie over yes. and over again. <laughs> this, um, this just dumb as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow, dumb as hell. never change. Um, <laughs> and, and honestly, like, it's a movie that if, if I see it on TV, I'm just going to put it on. And I'm going to leave it on. I'm just going to enjoy watching it. Um, and uh, and I guess the, the same, it's, it's a much more difficult thing to say for my next movie, which is number nine, and that's Apple. Sun, um, <laughs> which is just like a, a poetical, lyrical movie. Um, if we, if you haven't heard the podcast about it, uh, I think it's it's a you know a, a small movie with like I guess a small movie with a lot of heart, not unlike Jackass. <laughs> um, there are movies that like demand your attention, and then there are movies that you can kind of put on in the background. Mo Moonfall is a movie you can put on in the background but also demand your attention because that moon's going to fall. Um, but after Sun, if you have it on the background, you're going to miss so much about like what's going on uh, with the, the, the visual storytelling, the actual relationship between the father and his daughter. Um, there's the, the, the final shot is you, half the time. You don't know, like if you're watching memories or if you're watching reconstructed memories or, or like your memory of a memory and, and like however, or if it's just like actually what's happening and, and they use some like really interesting things with, uh, with kind of like the VHS uh, format and, and like re-showing different portions of uh, of previous events of like home movies. Uh, I really love After Sun um, and, and I think that it gets, or it needs more praise than it's already getting. So you're um, going from the moon to the sun. 
<laughs> I'm going from the moon to the sun. Um, and and then and and in number number eight, number eight uh, is, is a movie that I didn't. I I don't know if we talked about it on this podcast. Um, I I was like narrowing in like months ago. It was like I only have two movies left to watch, guys. I, I'm I'm kind of like I think I'm done. And then I was looking at Letterboxd and I saw Russ give something of five stars. And he was like, this is the best movie ever. And I was like, ah, shit. All right. I guess I'm going to watch RRR now. Um, <laughs> and so spent three hours just fully engrossed in the crazy, zany amazement that is RRR uh, on Netflix. Fantastic songs. Fantastic bit like. For a movie that is as long as it is that um and it's straight to net Netflix and everything, I I was actually really impressed with all of the visual effects that they did, especially when he's like fighting the tiger and stuff like that. I was like, damn, what is going on right now? This is crazy. It, it had a um, run. It, it was in theaters it for a bit. Yeah. Um. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. Done a lot of like midnight screenings and stuff like that. Mm. As it, this is a perfect midnight movie, honestly. Yeah. Like this is what I have seen. It should be like El Topo on Monday, RRR <laughs> on Tuesday. Like that would be fantastic. Yeah, um, the, the second run theater near me like brings it back pretty regularly. It's been oh, I would love hit. to see this in theaters. Yeah. I'm pissed I didn't. I, I would love to see this on a big screen. Um, and just be like just fully engrossed in this because like again it was it was great watching it at home but i couldn't even imagine it. like I, I feel like it would just be it this feels like it could have like a rocky horror picture treatment about it as well where it's just like people just really get up and like start dancing doing the move and the dance moves are like nuts can we be honest i was like i can't do any of this stuff this is awesome oh yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna practice that suspenders dance <laughs> suspenders dance is, is great um Anyway, uh, who knows? Maybe we'll talk about it more later. Maybe we won't. But if not, RRR is definitely worth checking out if you haven't seen it yet. And I'm going to pass it over to Russ. All righty. So uh, coming in at number 10 is uh, Babylon. This movie is bad. <laughs> but it's also great. And it is it's just a big fucking mountain of cocaine and excess and everything that's wrong with the, the, the film industry, both in how it is made and then how it is portrayed. I, I think that this movie is not for everyone. It's just a giant vomit of stuff. And I think it is disgusting at points to just kind of highlight that, you know, this whole industry and what it is propped up on is kind of disgusting and gross. Um, but I completely get why no one would like this movie, but it's just the only critique is it's about 10 minutes too long. That last little montage, like montage could have been cut, but I thought it was awesome uh, and stupid and fun. And Toby Maguire gave the most terrifying performance of the year. So Babylon. Such a terrifying performance. Such See it at home, because it is too long. Yep. Uh, and then coming in at number nine for me is uh, a little uh, A24 joint, Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Um, it was just cute as fuck. Like, I don't know what else to say about it other than it's just it's really adorable. Um, it, it's that 
it's that tough movie though of I don't know who this was for because it's cute if you're an adult. It's probably boring if you're a kid. It's kind of like that where the wild things are that they made a while ago where it's like, I don't know who they made this for. I like it a lot because I love wistful childhood shit. But wasn't that a this Spike movie, Jones movie too? Yeah. 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 Uh, that was a weird but movie. Like, yeah, I loved it, but it's like this yeah, it was, was not really good. This is a children's book that's not for children. Um, right. And Marcella Shell is like, it's just too adult in its themes to connect with kids. But as somebody who likes to look back on like what childhood was like and just cute shit, this was just a really cute movie. Gave me like a, a combination of where the wild things are in Paddington vibes. Big fan. Loved it. I, I thought the vocal performances I, I, were great. And it was just simple. Yeah. Yeah. I My, watched this shit on a plane and I was bawling on the plane by the end of this movie. Oh, I can imagine a plane will really do it to you. Um, cause you're in that emotionally, uh, vulnerable state. Uh, and then an emotional vacuum. Right. So uh, at number eight for me in a very different tonal shift from Marcel, the shell with shoes on, uh, Oh shit. We got a little bit of an a 24 run right here. Uh, it is Pearl. I loved Pearl. I loved X, but I just thought that Pearl was pitching at a little bit of a higher frequency and that like the fact that it really committed to that like technicolor bit and yeah. really felt like an old movie. Uh, and it also, I just think Mia Goth was really, 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 really good in X, but I think what she's being asked to do in Pearl is almost more of a challenge than playing an old lady and a young girl who are both who are on opposite sides of trying to kill each other. I think playing Pearl as younger and with all the dreams and desires and all that stuff, uh, playing it straight um, in this like weird kind of old timey movie, like the movie felt like it still could have been an old ass movie, even though it's not. And her monologue at the end of this movie is incredible, as is the weird freeze frame. I loved Pearl. I think it is damn near a perfect horror movie in a year of lots of really good ones. And I would watch this a hundred times. And I hope they keep making Pearl Cinematic Universe films. Has anyone seen it? I I have not seen it. Oh, Pearl or what I was about to say? I uh, Pearl. Oh, okay. See it. See it. Wait, P- Peter, what were you going to say? I'm about to ask if anyone else has seen Infinity Pool yet. No, yeah, I, I saw it. Not, I was supposed to. Russ has. Uh, I didn't yet. Okay. It's something. Yeah. Uh, wait, so is so it, Russ, in terms of good? X and Pearl, you do need to see X first, though, right? You. It doesn't really matter, yeah. but it doesn't super matter. But if that's the release order, maybe just do it because that's the way they came out. But you really don't need to. I think I think if you see Pearl, the the moment that X switches to a slasher, it will kind of ruin the surprise if it's not already something you can kind of have guessed or have known. But I think not knowing what's going to happen in X is going to be slightly ruined by Pearl. Yeah. What if I already like read a bunch of spoiler synopses of X? Does it matter then? Well, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. That's it. But I X is still a great movie, and I was like, I felt weird that it didn't make my list, but I just thought 
I only have her spoiler. Wait, and Pearl is just a better movie. <laughs> were they both in 2022? They were. Yeah, yep. That's insane. Together. Wow. He, he made then, apparently made Pearl secretly at the same time. Yeah. Yep. They would just kind of go. The third the one's coming up next. Yeah. Maxine. Yeah. Maxine. Yeah. Maxine. That's it. Yeah. That's it. With three X's. Yeah. Where do you think they are? So, Peter. Uh, thank you. Yeah, as Tig said, we talked about this movie already on a cast, and uh, we go back to that episode if you want more, and Tiggs has already talked about it, but my number 10 is After Sun. Big thing that I want to echo from that episode, if if anything, is just I, this was a movie that I really liked, and then I just realized I hadn't talked about it with anybody, and the second I started discussing parts of this movie, it hit me so much harder than it did on my watch. Yeah. It's just God, it's one of those that I think I think no matter how you feel about it, like just have a conversation with someone else who's seen it. I think it's it's a I don't think you realize what the experience was uh the first time through. Um but there I'm very happy Paul, we'll talk about it. Paul Mescal got the uh nomination. Yes. I was I didn't think he would. I didn't think he cracked through because it's such a small movie. Yeah. But I'm happy he did. Very happy he did. Yeah. He did. Um he he boxed a couple people out and we'll talk about that but uh someone he joins for my number nine is the banshees of anna sharon nice uh a movie i really loved on uh both times i've seen it now i watched it once at home uh the performances are fantastic it's a movie that i'm really enjoying that so far i've heard from like several older people like you know like our parents age and stuff is like oh it's just too sad and i think that's a funny little like we're hitting this like deeply dark black comedy that truly is so sad that older people are like, uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> not into I it. it was, I, I don't like, I don't like that much of my own mortality. <laughs> Please. And thank yeah. you. <laughs> uh, in my own legacy. Uh, but it really, really worked for me. Um, I, I like all the nominations it got, uh, especially Carrie Condon is incredible as Colin Phil. She's been really good for a really long time, so it's happy to see her do something yeah. that connects with the general public. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. And I think someone had, I saw this sentiment somewhere that I want to echo, but uh, uh, Brendan Gleeson uh, conducting a band with just, like, shoving his violin in the air. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Is better than any moment in any other musical movie this year. Um, accurate. Uh, and then my number eight. Um, this is a movie that I don't know where this will land if I had watched it again, because it, I it might be higher. I might not love it as much a second time. But my number eight is Tar. Mm. Uh, this was this was such an engrossing experience in the theater. Uh, really fell into it, but it was one of those that I, I find myself like not thinking about it as much. But it was one of those like. Same thing, like, when Caitlin finally got around to seeing it, when I started talking about it with her, I was like, wait, do I like Tar more than I thought? Mm, uh, never yeah. got the chance to sit back and see it, but because I, I think it would jump up my list a little bit. Um, like, there's another movie I'll get to in a minute that 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 leapfrogged it because of a rewatch. Um, yeah. But no, uh, I, I, I cut Tar in favor of Moonfall just before this podcast. So. And I respect that about you. Um, <laughs> and it's the least surprising thing in the world. 
It yeah. would be more Tiggs if I said right before you did that, hey, Tiggs, did you ever see Tar? Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, that that was an honorable mention for me. I I loved it, but I I think because it's such a not challenging watch from a length standpoint, when it with with a movie that there isn't as much necessarily happening and it's mm-hmm. a lot of conversation, it's just a hard movie to go back to. But yeah, I know yeah. if I did, it would have cracked. It would have probably cracked the list. It just. I don't know where if I'm ever going to find two hours and 50 minutes to watch an asshole. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. And I think I'm going to throw it over to, uh, don't want, don't want to, uh, Tiggs. Let's, let's jump. Me on. again. All right. Let's do this again. All right. Um, so coming in at number seven, uh, is, Probably one of my most anticipated movies of the year for for a long time, ever since it was announced. Um, and that is uh, Glass Onion, uh, Knives Out Mystery. Um, I think that overall, this is, I don't know if it's better. Actually, it's not better than Knives Out, but I think that uh, the, the performances around like the cast and, and the, the setting and, and yeah. just everything about it is just so much of a fun watch. Uh, I, I think that um, Daniel Craig is a much bigger and more fun character. In this one, he has a lot more to play with, um, or, or he plays around a lot more, I should say. And, and I think that he's having a lot of fun in the character, and you can kind of see that. And I think all of the actors, honestly, are just like having so much fun, either being like horrific people or trying to take down horrific people. And I think that that is like the fun of watching uh, uh, Glass Onion. I was, I was went there, you know, like saw it when, in theaters when it first came out. Um, then when it was released uh, on Netflix, immediately watched it that night again and, and just, you know, continue to to love it. Um, and uh, yeah, it was uh, j- just a lot of fun. Uh, a lot, yeah, a lot of it's, fun. It's, it's not a better movie than Knives Out, but it's no. a more watchable movie than Knives Out. Yes. Like I would put this on just to kind of scratch that itch of like fun people and fun locations being like over the top characters more so than yep. Knives Out, which is a better film, but this yes. is a better movie. Yep. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, okay. So coming in at number six, um, it's actually really funny when I, when I think about this, cause uh, I, I also narrowly cut. So my, my 10 spot was either Moonfall, Tar or Wakanda Forever. Um, and obviously we all know that, that, uh, Moonfall won, but uh, this is going to be the first year that, or I think one of the first years that a Marvel movie hasn't made my list, but that a DC movie has. Um, and that I think that this year is, is odd, like oddly the, the best DC movie to come out. Um, and obviously I'm talking about DC league of super pets. Um, which has been like my most rewatched movie the entire year. I've watched it I, at least four times. I have to let you know, I started typing in the doc, the Batman, and then I realized this is Tiggs and I backstabbed <laughs> in DC League of Super Pets. Thank you for proving me right. <laughs> I, I had this whole, pre- I have planned this preamble for a very long time to make people think that I was going to talk about the Batman, but I actually just wanted to talk about DC League of Super Pets because the movie is great. <laughs> and I know 
Pete has given a lowballed it on Letterboxd. Don't read Pete's review if you really want to know what's real. Like DC League of Super Pets, it's a movie you got to. It's experiential. It's not not unlike After Sun, where you really you have, have to like. You got to sit down. You got to watch it. It demands your attention. Um, and it's just it's it's hilarious and it's fun and I don't know in in a year of, I would say mostly mediocre. Um, animated films i think that this one really did like kind of stand out above all, all the other ones to me uh, as as like a non-serious just like having fun the entire time you can tell like the voice actors are all having fun as well i do like that i i, I got you with the batman dc league of super Bats. anyway very happy um and number five um and pete just talked about it and um i will also uh, uh bring up the banshees of of Inishirin, which i thought was hilarious Honestly, like it was definitely like morbid and things like that. But I remember watching it um, just kind of like in the apartment and just like almost coming to tears with how much I was laughing at at, at different bits and pieces of this movie. Um, So I think it is very funny to hear of of people um, our parents age who think one way about it. And then like to to me, just be like, no, this is hilarious. This is one of the best comedies of the year. Uh, Fantastic performances, uh, gut wrenching throughout uh, great great final moment as well. Um, just like in a year of really great final shots and final scenes. Like, I think that this is one of like the top three or four, uh, uh, for sure for me. Um, yeah. And that is the Banshees of Inishirin. That's my number five. And I'm going to pass it over to Russ. You got it. So, uh, we've heard about this movie now twice. But it's on my list, so I gotta throw it in there. Uh, After Sun, it is so freaking good. It it is you can't not pay attention to every single detail of this movie, or you won't get why this is as affecting as it is. This requires your full attention, and I think it does a really good job of of not really of showing you and not telling you um, in that being a kid, we don't like our memories are built from like a lot of false perceptions of the reality that we see because we're kids. We don't have the ability to get how things are. And I think this movie did a really good job of just kind of showing you a, a child trying to understand their parent in the way that a child will try to understand their parent when as an adult, you would look back and see it completely differently if you were outside of it. So I think that all the VHS stuff was like a really good way of like, I don't know. I just think the movie is it's it's like a perfect uh, distillation of what it is attempting to do. And there's like not a single bit of fat in this movie. Everything that was there needed to be there. Yep. Loved it. But I'm going to stop right there. And uh, this next movie is probably one of the few on my list I never want to watch again, uh, but loved uh, through and through. And that is Women Talking. Uh, It is one of nothing happens in this movie. And it is still so effing gripping and emotionally fraught and scary. And just, it's like 12 angry men, but better. I've never, all the different perspectives that the the different uh, women characters in the Mennonite community have are just, it's so interesting and compelling and scary and real. This felt 
it felt too real to want to watch again because it's not entertaining. It's it's touching on just like what happens in a community that chooses to protect its uh, criminals over um, supporting the people they victimize. It is powerful and essential, but this is a one timer. Watch it once and it I just can't recommend this this is not a repeat view, but it is an important view. Um so yeah, this this one I, I should have Yeah, this this ends up being an honorable mention for me, or now it's gonna get cut from honorable mentions, but like just fantastic performances all around, very difficult. Uh, to watch and and to to watch again for sure. Uh, I think there's a couple of movies that I wish I had watched again. Uh, this is definitely one of them, just to like almost to test myself, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I would maybe watch it with somebody who hadn't seen it, but yes, that's yeah. about it. Like, I don't need I don't need this. This was like blackened my soul watching it. Um, and I love dark shit, but this was dark and real. It's not cartoony. It's not horror. It's like the horror of real people. Um, but it's great. Yep. Um, and then to totally uh, shift gears, a movie that I <laughs> wanted to not like, but I couldn't help myself from getting hooked by it. And that's The Fablemans. Um, nice. I didn't want to yeah. like it, and I don't know why. Um I was like, oh, Spielberg doing Spielberg? Fuck that. But this movie is so good at everything it's trying to do. I thought the kid who I felt like I was going to hate automatically, I thought he was great. I thought Michelle yeah. Williams was great. I, I thought that uh, the especially the scene of him sort of directing the beach party. and Oh, it was so good. It, everything surrounding that scene and the other character having to come to terms with how he was portrayed. It, it's a lot of Spielberg. Like he's just showing you the shit. He, he wanted, it's very objective filmmaking, which is kind of been Spielberg. Um, so I, I, I think it was, it was so good. And I think the last scene is so perfect. It really that yes it, it is it, that is what like punched its ticket. This movie was either going to be fifteen or five on my list, and the last <laughs> scene is like it draw it and the last exact frame moved this movie so far up my list. And I know that that's a a stupid inside baseball reason to love something, but I just love that attention to detail. Fucking loved it. So the Fablemans really good, um, better than it had any business being. Because I didn't expect to like it at all, so I think that's kind of why it's as high on my list as that, it is. That's how everyone came into it, and it's, it's kind of like echoed in its box office performance. That like, I don't know why, but everyone looked at the Spielberg movie and was like, "That's gonna be corny," <laughs> or "That's yeah. I'm gonna like this." Yeah. And it's just, it's so weird. I don't know what he did in the last ten years that made people say he 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 can't do it. Or he's going to do I, it the wrong way. I don't know. I just feel like, I was like okay, you, right you, player you're one. Oscar bait queen. <laughs> you're just trying to make a, a movie. You, you're just trying to win an Oscar, not make a movie. Yeah. And yeah, he made a movie, like a really fucking good one. And yeah. it, I, I sat there the whole time, like I, 
uh, was very wrong. It is a great film, and uh, everyone is great. I think the Judd Hirsch nomination over Paul Dano is a little bit bullshit. I but agree. It's like, weird, yeah, yeah, but I also oh, love Judd Hirsch in it. <laughs> sure, but five minutes of one scene, like, give Paul Dano some fucking love, man. I yeah, he that, was, that's for sure. It, it, it drives me nuts, and that's like the only criticism I have of the movie is Judd Hirsch shouldn't be getting that nomination over it's it's even more upsetting because if you when you remember that Paul Dano did not get that there will be blood nomination. Nope. Well, I nothing. think the problem the problem was just he did... was so tricky as the Riddler they didn't know if they could trust him. <laughs> well, no, I think it was they just didn't know which brother to nominate for there will be blood. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's and me. the problem was um, that he kept bringing. They didn't know he was bringing. Alex, talk about your favorite movies. All these women in <laughs> movie smart. Uh, Alex, and then they were just like, "Why would we like Brian Wilson? What? No, James, make Alex talk about his favorite movies. Alex, what <laughs> is my, what's your what's your favorite movie of all time? My, ooh, I don't know. And don't I, say Little Miss Sunshine. Probably, <laughs> especially the guy that doesn't talk in it. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so my number seven uh, yeah. is uh, Barbarian. Um, Welcome to the party. Man. Yeah, um, this movie fucking rules. <laughs> I knew I forgot a movie. <laughs> um, and if I'd seen it again, it might have actually been higher up. Because uh, this movie's changed places a few times, um, it really does a good job of of doing that like film switcheroo, where yeah. you think it's going to be one thing and changes to another, and like that trailer is like, okay, I know exactly what this is. Obviously, some sort of creepy dude movie made by uh, one of the wise kids, you know, <laughs> from the director of Miss March, um, and. Uh, I thought that the way that they changed it, expanded on it, and like, wow, uh, it really like, and the bringing in of Justin Long's character and just how much of a jackass, like, it is all the men in this just are real bad. <laughs> And I really tended in different terrifying ways. Um, and, you know, some unjustly so. But uh, it's 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 just it was a wild ride. And it was one of those movies that, like, I was either uncomfortable. I was scared. like it. It always was making me feel what it wanted me to feel. Um, and I really hope we get more uh, horror movies from Zach Gregor because this was great. I think there's going to be a follow-up or something like that, right? Oh, is there really? Is I, like I'm that? actually I'm actually upset that I totally forgot to put Barbarian on this list. <laughs> Moonfall! Um, I mean, to be fair, I don't know what I would cut. <laughs> DC League of Super Pets? Mm, yeah. I'm actually thinking about making that number one. <laughs> you probably should. Uh, number six for me is Tar. Um, I think Kate Blanchett gives one of my favorite performances of the year in this um <laughs> and yeah i think sometimes we do get tired of like artsy movies being just following around a person that's a piece of shit 
Um, but she does it so well. Um, and there's so many little moments in this in, uh, that I, I thought it was fantastic. The, the writing, like, I, um, I really loved it more than I thought I would. Um, and obviously, uh, going to number uh, five, um, of course, going off Tar, what would it be? None other than Top Gun Maverick. Nice. Um, just it's probably like the best like legacy sequel type thing we've had since uh, Force Awakens, and you know probably up there with that. But like, and yeah, kind of similarly, it does sort of the same movie again. Um, but they keep it just so entertaining and simple and with such exciting action um like those plane scenes are um amazing i glued uh top to bottom on this uh i loved it Uh, i think that um amc instead of having nicole kidman like talk about the magic of going to the movies they should just show clips from top gun maverick i i was literally about to say this is what nicole kidman is (laughs) even heartbreak indescribable feeling yeah it's Uh, this it's this movie it's 100 percent this movie uh my number 11 yeah i thought it was going to be my number 10 the entire year and then uh Especially after Sun crashed the party, but uh, I love Top Gun. Um, yeah, it's one of like probably three or so movies on this list that I've seen uh, multiple times, and I, yeah, I I could I could watch I could watch it right now. Yeah, let's do it. Real good. Yeah, awesome. simple, fun, fun, fun film like. Uh, and I want to turn this over to Russ. He turned it over to you, wow. but that's okay. Uh, oh my God! All right, so go I guess takes. Is there anyone else here? <laughs> I don't. Th- I think that's it. Yeah, so I'll go. That's an, yeah, I'm going to number four. <laughs> All right, uh, Peter. Going last for the second time in a row and being actively forgotten about. <laughs> Who said that? Yeah. Oh, it's um, probably Paul Dano again. That tricky. Boy. Oh God! Yeah. No. Totally. Oh, I'm sorry. Some. Yeah. Someone just slipped a green envelope under my door. I'm gonna go take a Um. Number seven. Uh, this is the movie that I rewatched and thought I was just like gonna enjoy it again because I enjoyed it the first time. But it it leapfrogs so many things on this list. Uh, my number seven is Nope. Um, I was blown away on a second watch about how huh. into this movie is still, especially the the look of this movie, the the cinematography of this movie, along with Top Gun Maverick, two movies that. It's a bummer did not get the craft nominations they really deserved um, and really taken away by what this movie is doing. And, and and more so, we talked about it the first time around, like, nope, is like, you know, Jordan Peele for this one, especially more than his last. Well, I mean, especially more than us was like he invites you to kind of ignore if you want what he's going for and just kind of enjoy a weird sci fi story. And my second way through, I was so much more dialed into the like broken spirit nature of uh the whole world and 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 wanting to be paid attention to and and fine and like i i don't yeah i don't know it was just it completely blew me away on rewatch uh so i i need to rewatch nope uh i just saw it the one time um i i wasn't like crazy about it which is why i've, I've kind of like uh yeah. left it behind and i i think i do des- it does deserve another rewatch because 
for me, it was what it was weirdly one of the few Jordan Peele things that I just sort of like. As I got further away from it, I kind of stopped remembering what I really liked about it, and you're like, uh, nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I, close, there is a lot of merit there. Yeah. yeah. You know, as I said, sim- similar for me. It was it was probably higher up on my list to begin with than any of yours. But as I said, it really it it really crashed the party, and a late breaking rewatch. Um, love absolutely love it. Uh, my number six, Alex already talked about. Uh, the wonderful, 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 surprising decision leave. Uh, absolutely keep you guessing. Yep. With both excitement and also like kind of whimsy, and uh, as we've said. Uh, we've hit a couple of the last shot cinema big ones of this year. That's kind of been a weird, a weird uh, story of the year. It's just like good last shots. Uh, Decisionally, oh, yeah, absolutely yeah. has one of them. Yes, it does. A hundred percent. Oh, you did get to see it. Me? Yeah. Or did? Yeah, we talked about it on this podcast. You did talk about it. Yeah, I, Russell's I, one. I haven't. hasn't seen it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, big fan. Big fan. Big fan. Um, well, it's a different movie. Yeah. <laughs> big Pat Oswald's big fan. Um, my number five, and I am was so worried the whole year that I was going to be the only person that's seen this. To I am number four. Who would uh, take the time to sit down and, and, and check this out. And I'm so happy that this is the third time we're talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Only the second time we're talking about RRR. But I have a feeling uh, here from it again. Really? Thought that DC League of Super Pets was going to make yeah. a surprise reoccurrence in someone else's list. So my number five is RRR, a movie that, even though like the version up on Netflix is not is in one of the two original languages and the but yeah, there's a big outcry about that, right? Yeah, and it's annoying that they don't have the other one because it's I believe it's really the more native tongue for everyone involved, even though they speak both, I believe. But the song that's been nominated is oh, is with the lyrics of the uh is it telugu i don't know how to say i, I think that's how you say it um I, think. Okay. I will say i'm not sure yeah so and i really yeah. want to see that version i think it would be really fun but granted there's nothing wrong with the one that's on netflix though that's the thing right like, yeah totally it's it's a movie that you aren't really realizing is dubbed as you're reading the subtitles and yet you're completely blown away by by the the energy it's it's carrying um uh and then if, when you're done go watch a couple more ss rajamuli movies like uh the bahu the bahubali films on netflix are really fun i heard those are great yeah um so yeah that's my number five and let's bounce it over to russ for his four you got it um so my four is uh, a movie that I just loved top to bottom, and that is Triangle of Sadness. Um, nice. It, it's it's this is a long ass movie that doesn't feel yeah. that long because yeah. it's like three movies kind of smashed a, up. Oh together yeah, together. three distinct acts that are just like right that all hold it together. Yeah. There's that the the modeling act to kind of start it off with the couple um, who are having relationship issues to the yacht to the deserted island piece and every single thing this movie was saying about rich people 
and capitalism was way my bag. Woody Harrelson, that that entire so conversation, that drunken conversation that, on that boat. I, I, I was I've like done yelling that at my TV. Times. Uh, just like, yeah, no, no, you're totally right. No, no. Here's the thing. <laughs> I love, I loved this movie. I thought it was so fun. I loved every version of what it was doing. Um, especially the, the yacht and watching all those disgusting fucking rich bastards fall around in their own vomit and shit. <laughs> like the piggies that they are. I love <laughs> every minute of it. And I, I, oh. As somebody who watches a lot of Bravo-centric yachting shows, this really <laughs> hit home to me. As somebody who loves the Below Deck universe, um, and then everything on the on the uh, beach was great. And this is a movie I have no suggestions. Uh, it's great, and if you don't like it, that's fine because I don't think this is for everybody. But no. it is a hundred percent for me. Yeah. So that is Triangle of Sadness. And now we are hitting some, uh, a little bit of repeat territory here, but, uh, Barbarian, uh, comes in for me at three. It's just fucking great. It's surprising. You have no idea what to expect. Uh, Justin Long is a big old piece of shit. Um, as are most men, but I think this movie, uh, just, I think, Alex, you kind of summed it up before. I don't remember exactly what you said, but everything that it was doing, I was completely on board with. Oh, yeah. Um, and, 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 and every time that, like, yeah, it shifted moods, like, I could feel it. And it was just, oh, it didn't feel yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the, the, a lot of the humor comes from, you know, your nervous expectation of a horror movie. And it fucks with that. And, yeah. like, that's funny like you can almost you can see beyond just the overtly funny stuff where somebody who has a comedy background is like weaving humor into the movie top to bottom just like in how they're acting and the decisions people make even though those decisions are played straight it's just a really impressive debut like and i would love to see, you know, kind of what comes next. Uh, it's just tough because you make you you pull something like 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 this as your first movie. Now everybody is going to expect, you know, a yeah, whole bunch of that's... wildness. Yeah. Um. And hopefully he can find a way to still maintain his uh creative, you know, whatever the fuck, still having made uh movies that are as as fun as this. Um. And then lastly, we've talked about it uh, already twice. Uh, RRR. I nice. I owe everybody a serious uh, apology for telling me to watch something that they that thought I would like, and then never doing it. Um, because once I finally got around to it, I was like, the first five minutes, I was like, I don't know. And it finds a way to just be every kind of genre at one time successfully. And I, and even like the overt stuff that to me should feel corny just didn't because it just had such a commitment uh, and reverence for the, it's for the story it was telling. And it wasn't trying to be tongue in cheek. 
I was like, no, we're, we're this, we're playing it for real. This is what we're doing. And I just thought it was so cool. Like, uh, <laughs> it, it shouldn't be. And it is the dancing, the action. This is how you, this is like a, a crowd pleasing top to bottom. Perfect movie. I have no suggestions. I would watch 50 of these. If they kept making it, I just want this whole creative team to just make a thousand things and I'll watch them all because I thought it was just so fucking fun. Loved every minute of it. And that's that for me. Uh, Peter, you're back. Uh, Number four, surprising no one, uh, completely my shit, saw it three times in theaters. Uh, Pyacon's my best friend. Uh, we're going to start a podcast now that I know how to record them. Um, is Avatar <laughs> The Way of Water. Uh, I, Wait, so you spent 10 hours in the theater watching this movie? I would spend my life in the theater watching this. Um, that's, yeah, it, that's intense. It's it's just it's just a visual experience that so fucking works for me. My I pay so close attention it's just like my eyesight or my fucking brain, how it works. I pay way too close attention to effects in movies and I can see the seams in so many different things um, that just like drives me crazy. And it kind of drives Caitlin crazy when I bring it up all the time when we watch stuff. But like, like that, that fire part, looks bug. Yeah, that that part of my brain completely shuts off in Avatar movies in a way that it is an experience I don't get to feel a lot at all or at all. That's fair, yeah. And and it's one, but it's one of those things like what I love about Avatar too is just it everything surrounding it's so funny. Like, sure, it's made like one point five billion dollars, but it's off the backs of people that if they asked me whether or not they would like Avatar, I would have told them no, and you already know the answer is no, and yet everyone goes to see Avatar to whether complain that it doesn't deserve this much money, but like. People still go see it. It's the weirdest fucking phenomenon, but it's it's the visual experience part of it that like is unmatched. Uh, I fucking love Avatar, dudes. Um, I, I wait, love you do? Yeah. yeah. It is funny that it's a movie that people spend a long time having discourse over the fact that they think there's no discourse about it. Yeah, totally. But that's the right. Thing. Yeah, and it's the refreshing thing. Yeah. Like there are, there you can't make a YouTube video about like here's all the references in Avatar, or here's all here's the secrets hidden that might sh- like point to the next part of the story. Like everything's on screen. Like that's the thing that if they they make a simple enough story, you don't have to worry about like digging deeper. It's all right there in front of your face. Oh, fucking Avatar, man. Um, where was I? Uh, number three. Avatar. Yeah, let's pump the fucking brakes and let's 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 talk about woman talking again for a second. <laughs> uh, my number three is woman talking. I was utterly swept away by the emotions of this movie. Um, as everyone said already, uh, cried several times. Uh, it it's so affecting. It's so harrowing. And yet as like, it's weird because it's weird when Russ said nothing happens until I kind of like realized like, Oh, you're right. But I felt like a million things did. Yep. And it's, it's so it's, it's, it really swept me away. And it's a movie I don't want to rewatch for a couple reasons. Like a, of course the emotions of it, but also like, 
every every like negative review I've heard has been about some things about the acting or some things about the film like the actual filmmaking like the color grading and the direction and I realized I don't none of those things those things didn't matter to me when I saw it because of the emotions of the storytelling work so well that I wasn't paying attention to those things and I don't want to watch it again because I know I'll immediately try to look at how scenes are set up if I see it again. And I don't, and I just, I want to only feel thinking about this film the way I do right now. Yeah. So yeah, not my number three is women talking and also, uh, echoing Russ once again, my number two is the Fablemans. Uh, nice. As, as we talked about before, it's a, it's a bummer that everyone either didn't see this or convinced themselves they shouldn't in some way. Those are both the same thing. Um, I think the marketing of a little tiny Steven Spielberg looking up at a movie screen was not how you would should sell it right now. Yeah, that it, makes sense. Uh, but it, it's it's so nice that it's so little about that. It's so much more about way more about being Sammy Fableman than just loving movies. Uh, and I think that's really what brings it across the line. And even though I I. I, I, oh god, I got I, this is a movie I keep trying to see it again, and I haven't like gotten it together. But completely enamored by this, as we said, uh, fucking twenty twenty three, twenty twenty two, last shot cinema. It's oh, definitely the best, my favorite. Film. Oh yeah, <laughs> and especially I just love that moment just to be like it's it's very much like it's the one time Spielberg's like, hey, I I know you might think about me one, but like, I'm still trying. I'm trying to figure, I'm figuring this stuff out. I forget this stuff all the time. I'm not, I'm not making a movie about me being the best director ever. Things can, I can be silly. Things can, I I can fuck, I can forget about stuff. I'm like, I'm like, I'm growing and I really love that moment. Um, But that's my number two. Uh, Let's hear from Alex. Wonderful. All right. So my number four um, is Triangle of Sadness. Um, this was one of, like, it's one of those movies that I, you have those moments when you're seeing it in the theater, uh, and it's one of those theaters that everyone eats in, um, <laughs> and you're just cracking oh. up because you know, everything that's happening oh, is so yeah. disgusting. It just, like, everyone around you uh is just losing you know uh the the appetite for their like way too expensive uh <laughs> brooklyn theater empanadas or whatever and it's just, Ooh, just, tell I, me more about those were, i know they're actually were pretty good um you but you only get like one for like nine dollars better than mama's empanadas no not at all all right um no uh triangle sadness is uh just a hilarious commentary on uh, capitalism and even those that like uh, and on those that like uh resist it too and um like like russ said like this drunken talk about marx everything that, that like between uh woody harrelson and you know one of like the rich guys on the boat uh something i feel like i have like subjected people to many times oh, yeah. like bars way too late and like um and then, like, of course, giving someone this, like, you know, this moment of, of power on there and just, like, watching it 
watching them abuse it too. It's like it's it's interesting. It's everything that happens in this film up until again, speaking of endings, uh one that you kind of leave going like, so uh what do you think uh happened? It's it's it was it was really good. I loved it. All right, so number three is Fablemans. Nice. Uh yeah. Um I love this way more than I thought I was going to. I was one of those people making fun of Peter. Um, and then also making fun of him again when he said that how much he loved the Fablemans. Um uh, and because there's something about it too that like, yeah, you're kind of expecting someone to make this like self-aggrandizing work. Um, but for me, I found myself really relating to like, you know, being a kid and discovering creative outlets and like mm-hmm. falling in love with them. And I thought like um the character is saying like was really like I, I don't know it was just it was a really relatable cipher for like someone that you know for me it was like you know granted bad punk music and making movies with their friends and like that but it was like it was something that like Comment yeah that it. was never good at but like yeah exactly but like but you find ways to get through like the shittiness of life in school with all this stuff and like um you know and then you like start kind of growing up and you meet people that are really <laughs> a part of them and it kind of rattles you a little bit but you learned uh i loved it um yeah so i'm sorry peter again second year in a row i'm apologizing to you about a movie that i ended up loving i get a lot of apologies towards the end of the year it's it's fine um and my number two is uh banshees have been sharing um this is another film i just could not stop laughing at i've watched it multiple times and each time i've i've seen it um i find something else that i really appreciate about it um it's i mean you know i've had discussions with people that like are like yeah it's an allegory for you know uh ireland and the irish civil war like all these different things like it's um but for me it just it's been a i don't know i i i loved it i think all the performances are amazing i think the uh setting is beautiful cinematography i loved it all and i'm going to turn it to oh god i wasn't paying attention again tiggs oh my god (laughs) shit it is me and i'm i'm just like debating what to do right now? Because I'm looking at this list. I'm looking at our our our, our top ten list, uh, you know, um, and and how they're all coming together. And it's very obvious to me what number one is on three people's lists. Uh, and I know what my number one is. And uh, it's already been mentioned uh, on a couple of lists. And I think if I cut the number one movie that I believe is on everyone else's list from my list right now and replace it with Barbarian. <laughs> Wow. Then my number one will actually be the number one. So, but I'm not going to do it because everything everywhere all at once is just too good to cut from my top 10 list. Uh, So number four is everything everywhere all at once. Um, I'll let you all talk about it when we get to your number ones. So I won't take too much time right now. (laughs) Um, What? 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 What are you talking about? This is weird. This is a weird show. I don't like this show. Yeah. Um, I'm different. You don't know me. 
dude. Yeah, you know I got weird shit. Get out of here. Uh, number three uh, is a movie that I was terrified to watch this year um, and just didn't think it could live up to any expectations that, that I could possibly hope. I, I watched the trailer. I was like, I can't. This is going to be bad. I know this is going to be bad. I, like, even no matter how much I like the trailer. Um, but Confess Fletch. For this. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I Confess Fletch. I, I, I could absolutely <laughs> smell it. <laughs> I mean, just an amazing amazing honestly like it does not feel like the fletch the 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 previous fletch movies it does feel like the fletch books um and, and i think that that's you know to its credit uh it, it's it's much more straightforward it's much more dry it's like almost like meanly dry where chevy chase was just like kind of like you know jokingly dry and mean <laughs> um but uh if you haven't seen confess Fle- uh, confess fletch I, I i highly recommend it and um yeah it, it's it in a in a year of a lot of really good whodunits, I, this was definitely my favorite whodunit. Um, number two uh, is, I think it's been talked about once before so far. And um, I don't know how to intro it other than to just be just to say, let the fucking pray rules like pray should be on everyone's list. Um, this was it was just it was. So good. It it actually has like some. I mean, obviously, it's definitely the best predator since the first predator. Um, and it has some like the best simple like hand to hand combat shots throughout like the uh, uh, since John Wick basically. Uh, there's like that the sequence when she uh, when the girl is going in and like going to save the dog from the camp, and it's just like one long tracking shot of her just taking out the entire camp. That is really fucking cool. And it's probably like my favorite shot and moment uh of the year other than like some of the final shots um yeah. no, this movie it's rules. yeah the movie rules honestly the the, the movie is, is is too good um to, to to obviously make some of your lists uh man really should have just <laughs> it was too oh, beautiful great. for this world it's it's number, it's number 25 all right. all right let's talk about the worst movie of the year uh so before we get into this and, and I hope I everyone has nominations. Just, just okay. saying. Okay. Uh, I would like to do something we've never done before. And I'm just going to just hear me out. Because every year, we always nominate Interstellar, which is a movie from the past that did not come out this year. That is obviously the worst movie of the year. However, <laughs> this year, for the first time ever, for 2022's worst movie of the year, I would like to nominate the 2023 movie. 80 for Brady. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I Number two at the box office. I can't wait to see it, and I can't wait to argue with you, but I, I, my one problem, I wish it wasn't about Tom Brady. <laughs> I, I, Wayne Brady? So, so yesterday, I went on a very long tirade to myself, by the way, about how I will see any movie except for 80 for Brady. And then three hours later, I was like, I got nothing to fucking do. I'll go, I'll, I guess I'll go see 80. <laughs> Um, and with the exception of like the final shot where Tom Brady's just like, I've been thinking about retiring, but that means I'm kind of like giving up on life at that point, which is hilarious. Three days after he's actually like announced his <laughs> retirement again, <laughs> which kind of like redeems it, but still so bad, just so bad. <laughs> that's such, that's so such a bummer. And I really hope I feel differently because I love all those ladies. Oh no, that, it, it's, um, that, it's, who it's, doesn't? It's, wait, so Jane Fonda, who else? Lily Tomlin, Lily Tomlin Sally Field, Sally Field. Payne, 
Because I have watched every episode of Grace and Frankie and loved them. Oh, I haven't seen any of that. It's great. I have seen 80 for Brady, though. Um, <laughs> Jealous. Uh, see it soon. Um, anyway, and uh, uh, Russ, what are your two nominees? Okay, so one of the movies I have to preface, I gave no stars to on Letterboxd, and I only got through 23 minutes before I had to turn it off, which is nothing I normally ever do. And that is The Monsters. I only know this because of your review on Letterboxd. (laughs) Couldn't get through it, and I always thought I'd go back, and I never did, because I just respect myself too much. I I Uh, fucking hate that movie. Yeah, okay. it, respect myself. So, I finished it. <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> you you didn't have to do that. And then my second worst of the year uh, is the whale. Um, wow, the whale is the dumbest fucking movie I've ever seen, and it <laughs> it felt like uh, one of the trailers from Tropic Thunder, and the last one of the last scenes of Brendan Fraser just going to town on a bunch of food is like one of the most unnecessary things I've ever seen in my life. His performance is very good. I'm not taking that away from him, but this movie is dog shit. And Sadie Sink is one of the most unlikable characters ever. She never, she never, her character makes no sense. The daughter is just an asshole. This movie is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I was actively angry while watching it. Yeah, I still haven't seen it. I didn't like Don't. it. Um, I didn't hate it. As, I as want to see his it. performance. I just I, need to see Brendan yeah, Fraser's performance. That's I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. I didn't like this movie. I borderline hated this movie, but on like the side of hating it. But I don't think I'm all the way as far as Russ is. Um, I don't think Brendan Fraser is great. I, I think that performance no. could have been done by anybody wow. because of how, like, just a, almost a vocal performance it is. So, I like, if you had to, if you had to, like, I rank it to win, by, yeah, for that. like, I like Brendan so, Fraser. So, the whale, um, Blast from the Past, or The Mummy Returns, which is the best of the Brendan Fraser's? Uh, Blast from the Past. Yes, it Mummy is. Agreed. Returns. Wow, I love it. <laughs> I love that really bad The Rock that shows up at the end. <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Uh, I, the, yeah, but whale bad. <laughs> Monsters. Whale bad. Monsters, almost unwatchable. I'm just broken. <laughs> I still haven't seen it because of everyone's um, talking here and, and Russ's letterbox review. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to. Um, I would like to should have gotten the attention it deserved, like it got, like it, it should have been one of those things that was just like released on the crackle or something like that, and no one ever yeah. talked about it. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Um, yeah. I, I I'm not going to argue with the monsters. The only thing I'd like to throw up for consideration is Pray for the Devil, which was really really bad. Okay. Um, and Amsterdam. Um, oh, that's, I mean yeah. that's bad for so many reasons. Um. But uh, that, those are the two that I would kind of throw up there. I, I don't think either one is worse thing, than the monsters. I have one reason why Pray for the Devil shouldn't even should maybe not be on the list because okay. once that movie came out, we didn't have to see the trailers anymore, and that <laughs> that's was <fair>. good. <laughs> that's fair. That 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 movie was in. It felt like that movie was in trailer for the last like since we've all been friends. To be fair, like yes. eighteen years. Yes. Yeah. So I've been watching trailers. That, for that movie. I would say Pray for the Devil. 
gets gets off the list for that reason. But at least you answer them on I'll never watch it and it looked like it looked like dog it looked that's another fake fucking movie. That looked like yeah. another Tropic Thunder trailer. It it didn't it, look like it was yes. made for any reason other than to, to get awards that it had own business game. Uh hundred percent. Um oh oh Morbius. Morbius. That's the only other one my only yeah, other than Morbius, which is a movie I fell asleep in twice at the theaters for this is um, during the same showing yeah classic classic uh, i uh my only other nominee might be something no one's seen but uh the bubble i did not see that, oh, oh, that Netflix movie. yeah utter trash it's a tough this is a weird like i feel like for a couple of years the worst movie of the year we had all seen and all agreed on especially alex well i'm sorry except alex who loves amazing spider-man too um, and oh, Interstellar for some and Interstellar. reason. It's his favorite movie. Yeah. Won't shut favorite up about it. Ever. And like last year, none of us had only one of us had finished music, but it was like so obviously the worst that like it's weird to not kind of have the we all have seen or parts of complete agreement on a worst. Well, I think I that think, it has to be monsters at this point. Like honestly, I think part of it is also we we have to start making a little bit more of an effort to do a group viewing of the shit that we know is just going to be bad. Absolutely. Because when I hear yeah. something is so bad from, from one of you, I'm not going to fucking waste my time. So, <laughs> yeah, if, yeah if exactly. It's that bad, if you say that was dog shit, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm not going to watch it. Morbius, I forgot. I also fell asleep during it, but I also <laughs> forgot that I saw it after I saw it. And I watched sonic i i saw that after sonic i saw sonic <laughs> 2 and then morbius and then i forgot i saw morbius nice complete it's nice. it's forgettable but matt uh matt smith danced at one point and i remember giggling yeah i totally part. forgot that that happened yeah you're right okay real highlight so for me okay the whale isn't as bad as the monsters. I can't argue that. So was there the something monster. else this year that like early, early in the year that you had called out Russ as being worse than music? Hmm. Like it must have been, it would have been an early podcast. I like I'm Peter mentioned it earlier that. Phrase. Yeah, I know. And that's why I like, it, I don't know if someone, um, if someone, is able to look through like I don't know what I'm just gonna look through some of the. Uh, I'm going back to right a little bit right now, but I can't really see anything uh, earlier this year getting a worse yeah uh, review from me because like I hated the Adam Project, but so what? Like that's a forget. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hate that, but <laughs> that's regardless of. So the monsters. Monsters. Let's move on. Yeah, why not? All right. Um, go ahead. Whoever. Uh, any of you three. We know what it is. Oh, I'll go first. <laughs> I, I, I will. I, I volunteer to go first. Because the big thing I want to ask with this, too, as I'm about to say my number one, uh, are we getting older and lamer or the Oscars getting cooler? Because this is my year with a top ten that shares six out of the ten Oscar nominees. I think yeah. that's lame. And if you look at your own list, there's a lot. There's like a couple on everybody's. So are the Oscars I mean, I don't, cooler? DC are, League of Super Pets didn't make the Oscars. That's the real cool one. 
So think think on that as you go on throughout the year. Or, or, or where are we there? Um, yeah, this like, is forty, truly. As as Tick said, uh, without no surprise there, it's everywhere, everywhere. Every, oh nope, um, it's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> A movie I also saw three times in theaters. Uh, I've watched it once so far at home now. That's like it. It's it was that number one with a bullet in March, and I was just. Yeah, I was yeah. almost excited to see what could knock it off as the year went on. Yeah. And love, as we said, I love my other, like, Fableman's love. I think it's an incredible movie, but, like, I cried at Fableman's, but it still didn't make me feel the feelings that um, Everything Everywhere did. Same thing with Avatar. Immediately went and saw it two more times. Like, it does all these things, but it's still, like, it was like in my head, I was like, no, but the the feelings you felt on every viewing of this movie. It was it was a wild experience because this movie, seen four times, it it never lessened in its impact with me. Nope. I nope. only I enjoyed it the same amount every single time. It's it still completely takes me away in that same journey in a way that's shocking. You would think, especially for a movie that's doing so much, would get old. Right. But it's it just it just never stopped. I'm so happy with all the love it's getting everywhere. Um, um, I I love all the nominations. I love how many speeches that Ki Kwe Kwan has gone on to do. Um, I love that Stephanie Zhu made it into the Oscar ballot. Um, and and you know I, this podcast has been big supporters of the Daniels for years. Um, Swiss Army Man was. And was Russ's one in in my and I think me and Alex's top threes like yep. this 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 podcast was uh champion in them since then and I think some of us enjoyed the death of Dick Long um we're one of them yeah, I don't ever want to say that I did but I did <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe that is that like I I'm so excited for what happens next I just I want them to get I want them to get like ten million more dollars but that's it. Well, yeah. Just, like, don't don't do anything. Don't do something out of your uh, grasp. But like, just just keep being weird and keep on keeping on. And I fucking love this movie. Uh, uh, Russ. Yeah, yeah. It's everything, everywhere, all at once. I've seen it probably countless times at this point. At least two. I think two, maybe three theatricals, and then uh, uh, just a billion times at home. It's one of those I love to make a new person watch it and watch it with them uh, because it it gets it, it's just constantly new. There's little bits and pieces of it that I find that I didn't maybe connect with because so much is happening on the screen at every moment that you, it, it's like it's, an, it's a sensory overload um, in all of the best ways. Um, I loved it. I I think it, everything it's getting is deserved, and I just have never been like more proud of like the magic of cinema. I loved it. It fucking rules. Um, best movie of the one of the one of the best movies of the year. And if we ever did a a, a bracket where we compared our number ones against our number ones, this might be the number one of number ones. Yeah. Tiggs, what about you? 
Just like going through, I was like looking at all of our old lists, and I can't, I forgot that I put Brick Mansions as my number one for 2014. Uh, um, my number one is The Fablemans. Um, I think that this movie is like just, it, it, I've, I've, this is the movie I've seen at least three Uh, times now. I guess Tiggs is number one, The Impossible, The Impossible Dream. (laughs) Um, for all the reasons that everyone has said, I I think that like the 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 beach party filming I think was fantastic. I think that like the war movie filming when he's like um like directing uh the, the guy who's going to be the main character is just like well they're just like your family and, and they're and this is this is why I'm having the scene and, and and everything and I thought that that was all just like amazingly done and and he does such a br- brilliant performance um as a young Spielberg not Spielberg um and again David Lynch at the end just oh, as John Ford nails it. It nails it beyond comparison. Um, all right, Alex, tell me what your why you think everywhere, everywhere, all, everything, nowhere um, at once is. <laughs> so it's the story of Elvis Presley, <laughs> <laughs> and Tom Hanks is there, and he talks weird. That's and, and there's a Doja what? Cat remix. <laughs> And everything is. I fucking hate. Can I say? Actually, I forgot to mention this earlier. I hated Elvis. <laughs> did you? I really did. Um, Could nominate it because I won't watch it. I. It's never has a movie been so such at such breakneck speed with like the tech, like with editing and everything like that, and also felt so long. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Also, uh, shut up, Austin Butler. <laughs> Talking like no one cares. I love that this is what we're talking about. I, I love this the remix on Everything Everywhere All at Once. Just an Elvis takedown. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, who cares? Um, there were some moments <laughs> that were okay. Austin Butler is fine. Uh, Tom makes me so sense. Um, Everything Everywhere All at Once is a movie I've probably seen, yeah, I guess about four or five times now. In everything from um, a, a theater to by myself to at a party to like all these things. Like it's it's a movie that I've seen all these different snares in each time I've had um, just again like like kind of like you said like I, it doesn't lessen like there's always there's so much to this and it and it can give you as much as you want to put into it at any certain moment um the multiverse is the most overplayed thing right now um thanks to you know DC and Marvel um but this is let's is so good that it like you you forget about all these other kind of like um convoluted other uh versions of that and um everton this is amazing um i still think that like i probably um tear up anytime watching this and um every performance every it's it's hilarious um the action's awesome um i think that there's i i love a movie where you know you Every person that is, by the end, everyone's agenda and all that makes sense. Like there's art. Like it's, it's fucking great. And I don't think there's probably anyone out here that hasn't watched it. Um, 
yeah, it's 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 seldom that I see a movie and um, you know, eight months later, it's still my your you know seven months later, it's still my favorite. But this was it. Yeah. Uh, totally. Well, I forgot to nominate Fall for worst movie of the year. Anyway, what were we talking about again? Okay. Elvis. Um, so it's <laughs> Elvis. Yes. So our our best of the year uh, aggregate. Um, unless I'm missing something. Uh, DC League of Super Fans. Uh, the top four. I'm sorry. The top five. Triangle of Sadness. Number five, which I'm surprised because it, this was also the movie that I was most surprised got as many Oscar nominations as it did. Uh, I didn't expect it to get any. Yeah. yeah and it same. got it, getting picture, director, and screenplay, I thought was a huge surprise. But we'll talk about that next episode. Um, Triangle of Sadness, uh, Banshees of Inna Sharon coming in at fourth. Made all four of our lists, right? All four of the lists. RRR doing it on just three. Alex and no, Banshee's, oh, wait, no. I've Banshee's didn't make yet. Russes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alex, I've yeah, not seen Russes. I need to. I, I, I just need to set aside the time. Yeah. Um, Fablemans at 33, which is a inc- really good score for a second place. Remember, if, um, I, if I had knocked out everything everywhere all at once for my list, it'd be our number one right now, but whatever. <laughs> hey, Fablemans, good. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. My number two. And... Uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once coming in at 37, which is now a three-way tie for our highest scoring movies on our 11 years of doing this. Um, It ties – does anyone want to take a guess what two movies it tied? Uh, Fury Road. Quickly. Fury Road. Parasite. Yeah, Fury Road and Parasite now. Which I would probably say would might be my fight for top three if we did a Life of the Podcast. I – I mean, honestly, though, that's a pretty good. It's a really fun thing. Yeah. I mean, call that Tover Grace. It's in good company. But yeah. So as I said, oh uh, uh, Fablemans with thirty-three would have won several years. Yeah. Um. So I mean, looking yeah, through okay. these top, I mean, obviously, Brick Mansions is is would be a, put up a fight <laughs> against all these other ones. Um. Uh, I was uh, hunt, hunt for the Wilder People. Fuck you all. That was the best movie that year. <laughs> I'm actually looking back. It looks like the lowest scoring first place is, I think it's Barb and Star. Yeah. I think it is too. Yeah. Third year. So we went from the lowest to tied for the best in a year. Did we only do a top four the first year on 2011? Wait. We went back and that was one that we did over quarantine. We went back into 2011. Oh. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I guess. Yeah. But so. Um. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, who wants to start with some any honorable mentions that did not get named or anything? They want to you start, oh, Pete. Not get named. Let me open that back up. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, a couple things that like were definitely showing up for people are on there. As I said, like Top Gun. As I mentioned, Top Gun, Triangle Sadness, Marcel are very high up on my personal list. Um, yeah. uh, trying to think of what uh, what I want to actually shout out. Uh, a couple things from my top twenty five that just want to say real quick uh woman king which is a bummer that didn't get nominated for a couple performances yeah. i and yeah, it was, was showing up in a lot of places i that movie got sadly blank we'll talk more about that next time i uh, want to remind people that kimmy rules um oh uh, yeah that's one of my honorable mentions too yeah uh, uh oh <laughs> if anyone is 
at all interested in scratching the Paddington itch. Uh, Mrs. Harris goes to Paris is a delight. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll it's check that out. It, it is that uh, good person making a tough world slightly better vein of Paddington films. So it's, uh, and then two movies that have like, I, I don't know where to play stuff when it comes to like weird release dates. Uh, so one movie I really like that kind of might be a 2021 movie, but wasn't really released in uh, the States until 2022. Uh, it's currently on Hulu. It's called sundown with Tim Roth. Hmm. Uh, heard of it. It's 82 minutes long. Um, I'm into it. So let we saw, I'll sell it on that. Um, and then the other one, because this is a movie that I took off my list last year. Cause I had, I saw it in 2020 and I didn't. So no, I saw what? Yeah, I saw it. Maybe I saw it in 2021, but it wasn't really out. Um, maybe it finally came out, but I didn't know where to put it. It would, it would have been my number two last year and it would have probably been my number two or three this year is, uh, Celine Sciamma's Petite Maman. Um, that is also currently streaming on Hulu. It is a beautiful French film about uh, the way this little girl connects with her mom in an unexpected way. Oh. I would highly suggest it's as I said, it's I don't know exactly what year it's supposed to be. So I didn't I haven't put it on the last two years, but it's on Hulu and it is 72 minutes long. Ooh, Ooh even better. I'm into right. it. I'm making my number one. Cut everything else. Yeah. So both of those as like short ones that I would uh, shout out. Um, Alex, anything that you wanted to? Uh... Uh, I really enjoyed the um, not enjoyed, but uh, the new Out Quiet on the Western Front. I oh, I still need really to see well it. Done. That's the one I, I haven't seen so far. Love it. I thought it was fine. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, Avatar is up there for me. Um. That would probably be like an eleven or so. Um. Bodies, bodies, bodies. I enjoyed, but wasn't really ranking for yeah. me. Uh, the new Scream, I liked a yep. lot more than I thought I, I would. Totally. Uh, but again, not really ranking worthy. Um, I'm, sh- I'm trying to think. I mean, I don't know, is he enough? So y'all know better than me. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, fair. I could keep naming movies that none of you have seen if you want. But yeah. yeah. No, that's okay. No. Russ, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, outside of Prey, Top Gun, and Tar, which were like all knocking on the door to, to, to hop into the list. Um, the only two that I really have that uh, didn't make the list, one I kind of mentioned a little bit, X, which was just a really fun uh, old school horror movie. Yeah. And uh, Hustle, Adam Sandler's yeah. basketball. Yeah. I still, I still haven't which, seen that. I, I, oh. It's just, it's a sports movie just done at a, at the, just done done well, and I love a sports drama, and it just nailed nailed it on every turn. I don't know why we don't let Adam Sandler. He needs to like every other year drop a movie where he's being a real person because he's so good at it. Yeah, yeah. But um, then again, he made Murder yeah, Mystery too, and then and that's you know gonna probably make. Oh, him a what I problems. I like Murder Mystery one. I cannot wait for Murder Mystery two. <laughs> Um, so those are really it for me. What about you? I have got uh, I've got Kimmy. Um, I've got Barbarian now. Thank you all for reminding me about that movie. Um, uh, Jackass Forever, uh, Scream, uh, which we've talked about all of these, and then also uh, I really I really really like to see how they run. 
Um, I've, I've seen that one a bunch of times at this point, and I just uh, I, I enjoy it. It's, it's very fun. Uh, it's kind of like a light watch that I could just kind of see myself like throwing on uh, in the background. Um, but oh, that's oh, it. Men was kind of close for me. Didn't see men. I didn't see men either. You know. Uh, I did. It, it's, it was weird in a way that I like, but it just wasn't weird yeah. enough. Yeah. I, I wish Massive say, Talent was better. But I, me too. Same. And and kind of most disappointing for me would be Crimes of the Future. I was, I was really yeah. Hoping. I didn't know. If, I was going to mention I, that one. I was like hoping that would be like you know it's like Cronenberg come back to body horror. This is going to be awesome. Um, yeah. Don't you worry. His son is uh, picking up the torch with. Yes, he is. Oh. oh man. So. I, I yeah. I just I I wish I connected with Crimes of the Future more. Um. I, I do. I I'm pissed that I didn't realize that Infinity Pool was rated R, and I'm gonna have to track down a NC-17 whenever it's released. Oh, oh wait, is that a Cronenberg? That's Brandon. No, oh, that's Brandon's Cronenberg. Wow, yeah, I did not know that. Okay, good to know. Um, I I my I finally made it public, but on my letterbox under Pete Peter Petey, that Tiggs will say later, you can find my top 38 of the year. It's all 2022 movies that I rated four stars or above. All right. Well, um, get get ready for that as we're about to close out the show. Pete taking my yeah. stuff. Why don't you just why don't you just say goodbye to everybody? Pete, take it. Uh, yeah, we are Priest of the Beekeeper. We host a uh, comedy show with our good friend and stand up uh, Nick Maritato. Uh, hey, hold classic. on. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's in California now. <laughs> and uh, you can find us at Austin's, the Creek in the Cave. Um, All right, yeah, you can find us on the webmoviepodcast.com. You can find Russ. That's Russ Incredible. You can find Peter as Funky Vankman on Letterboxd. Nope, uh, Pete, you can find... Pete, Pete. <laughs> don't think so. Pretty sure it's Funky Vankman. Um, uh, Alex, what, do you have a Letterboxd chat? No, I don't think I have anything. Um, okay, I Alex... I I don't know. You can find me on shit. Uh, I don't know wherever videos are sold. Yeah, you could write a comment on this post. Except I've turned off comments for all of our posts, so that's not going to work uh, angelfire. out. Angelfire.com/slash/alex. There you go. Angelfire.com/slash/alex. You can find him there. You can find me on Strava and Letterbox as Johnny Tiggs. And next time we're going to be talking about. The Oscars, not the actual award yet. Just we're we're gonna be we're gonna be goofing on the nominations, right? Or are yeah. we all gonna talk about eighty for Brady? I don't know what's going on next. Yeah, time. we're gonna we're gonna goof on the noms. All right, we're gonna goofing on some noms, nomin' on some goofs. Uh, we'll be doing that next time. Oh, that's actually I'm, I am so hungry, guys. It is eight thirty. Me too. Yeah, I gotta go put too. my meatloaf in the in the. I'm oven, literally so. in the kitchen right now, getting ready to eat. Oh, we can. All tell. right. Well, then. Yeah, we can tell. <laughs> no, yeah. No, yeah. that's fine. I thought it was just Alex's background noise. Normal. Um, anyway, or did we? I'm gonna get out of All right, end this thing. All right, we'll see y'all next time. Thank you all for listening, uh, and we'll see y'all next time, especially you, Adam, on the movie movie podcast. And Declan, if you made it this far. Where's the?